Today I want to talk to you in the remaining moments that we have together. I want to talk to you about how to enter God's purpose for your life. How to enter God's purpose for your life. It's a part of our series on the building blocks for a powerful life. But how to enter God's purpose for your life. Now remember, in, in Matthew chapter 17, verse 5, on the, on the Mount of Transfiguration, the, Matthew chapter 17, verse 5, um, we hear the words of heaven from the Father, while, he, while Peter was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son. Not, not, he's not equal with Moses and Elijah. This is my beloved son. In him I am well pleased. Listen to him. He's the one you need to listen to. You need to listen to my son, the love the son of love, the son of grace, Jesus, the source of all love and the source of all grace, the source of all salvation. Moses brought you the law. Elijah brought you the prophet, the prophet, the prophecies. But Jesus brings the, all of it. Jesus brings salvation by his grace and because of his because of his love. Right. And and, and then we, we learn that here God reveals three vital building blocks for our lives and the three building blocks for Jesus life and the three building blocks for your life are the same because as he is, so are we in this world, right? Boy, who's ready for the power of God this year, this new year, man? I'm going to walk in. The, I'm going to walk in so much power. I'm seeing I'm, I'm believing for blind eyes open, deaf ears open. I'm believing for miracles in your families and restoration of broken things and and broken, shattered dreams and and bodies that have been damaged and minds and emotions that have been damaged and and mental illness to be healed. I'm believing to lay hands on people with mental illness and immediately they're healed. I'm believing for that. I'm believing for people with addictions for us to lay hands on them and bam, that addiction just leaves their life. In the meantime, we'll take you through steps. In the meantime, we're going to renew your mind. In the meantime, we're going to get the word of God filling you up to overflowing. But there is a miraculous move of God that he has called us to in this church and any church in our city, in our country and world that wants to join in on this. And I know there are many. Uh, they're welcome to it, but we are not waiting for somebody else to start the power of God flowing. We're turning on the faucet and we're turning on the spout where the glory comes out. And you know what? And, and you know what the spout is where the glory comes out? Your mouth. Your mouth from an overflow of a heart filled with love and a heart filled with promises and a heart filled with God's word. Woo! Who wants this in your life? Man, you guys that are watching, get here, move here to this city, move to this church, move and be a part of this thing. Move from the Philippines or wherever you're watching from. Move from Japan, move from Florida. It's time to stop moving to Florida and move from Florida. Move here so you can be a part of this church. Till we start one there. Till we start one there. Move from Texas, man. You belong here in Chicago, people belong at Life Changers Church, man. Now, that's not for everybody, but some of you maybe need to move. You say, I move wherever my job is. I think we should move where our church is. We should find out where God's called us to go to church and then find a job near there. 
I know that's not how we all found this place, but that's how we should operate now. All right. Just some of my feelings, some of my thoughts. So the three building blocks here that Jesus built his life upon and that we build our lives upon are number one, identity. This is my son. This is this is my son whom I love. Identity. You have to understand your identity. You are son or daughter of God. Say my identity is as a son or daughter of God. That's my identity. That's who I am. That's my DNA. My uh, my 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 me and me, me and me and 23 or whatever it is that listen, listen to me, the all that ancestry stuff, you need to get a hold of something. You are a descendant of Jesus Christ. You he is your ancestor. He is your origin. He is your twin brother. You are of the seed of Abraham. You are of the lineage of David. You are of the Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. You are of Christ in Christ and from Christ. Amen. That's who you are. He doesn't call Abraham just a spiritual father. He says in, in Romans chapter four, follow the steps of the faith of our father, Abraham. It's not even just spiritual, like we came from Abraham because he believed God. And through Abraham, Jesus was eventually born. And we're and, and if we belong to Christ, look at look at what it says in Galatians four or excuse me, Galatians three, verse twenty nine. It says and look in the New American Standard Bible here, Galatians 3:29 of the New American Standard translation, I think is really great. He says, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, which is the word descendants or his seed and heirs according to promise. You're Abraham's descendant. So all that Abraham passed down to Isaac, he passed down to Isaac because Isaac was Abraham's descendant. But guess what? So are we. If we belong to Christ, we're Abraham's descendants and heirs according to promise. So all the promises that God made to Abraham, they're yours, too. If you belong to Christ. And now how you say, I don't sometimes I don't belong to him and sometimes I'm selfish and we have to stop misinterpreting the Bible. What it means to belong to Christ is he bought you. How, how, how did your shoes belong to you? You bought those shoes. That's how they belong to you. You ordered them on Amazon. That's how they belong to you. You ordered that shirt and that's why it belongs to you. You bought it at a store. That's why it belongs to you. Jesus bought you with his blood. You belong to him. So we don't have to go, I don't know if I really belong. Have I really given all of my heart to the Lord? We got to stop that. The mental gymnastics of trying to measure how Christian we really are and realize you're all Christian. Like every bit of you is Christian. Every bit of you is born again. Every bit of you is a child of God. You're all you're part of him. You belong to him. He purchased you. You're his. You say, well, uh, yeah, but I know there's this area of my life that I haven't quite yielded. I get it. You haven't quite yielded it, but he paid for it still. You still belong to him. So your identity, then your approval, or we could call this your affirmation. So he said back in Matthew 17, five, um, 
he, he says, this is my son. This is my beloved son or my son whom I love. With, with him, I am well pleased. That's approval. We have to get our approval from God. We're, we've got too many approval addicts that are constantly, you know, they're constantly just taking a syringe of approval from people and getting high off of it. And we've got to stop getting our high from people's approval. We have to get our high from God's approval. And he, already, he says about Jesus, with him I am well pleased. And so if he's pleased with Jesus, he's pleased with you because you belong to Christ. You're in him. The moment you got born again. I know that's hard to swallow sometimes. Like, how can he how can he be as pleased with me as he is with Jesus? Because you've accepted the very one that he offered to you. When you accepted Jesus, that is what pleased the father. It's your acceptance of his gifts that pleases him. The rejection of that gift would be would bring God's displeasure. If you reject Jesus, you cannot be pleasing to God. Rejecting Jesus is the opposite of pleasing God. And that's what sends people to hell. Their sins don't send them to hell. Their rejection of the sacrifice for sin is what sends people to hell. That God made the sacrifice. And if, if for you to reject it, for you to say, no, thanks, I'll pay it myself. Yeah, that's expensive. You, you don't you, you, you can't afford it. It, ha, it can only be paid with perfect, sinless blood. And it was already paid for. So just receive it, just accept it. And then third was his is his authority. So the building blocks for a powerful life are understanding your identity, understanding God's approval and then walking in your authority. He says in verse five, Listen to him. Listen to him. The world will listen to you. Life will listen to you. Satan will listen to you. I don't mean Satan, go get me something to drink. I don't mean like in that way. Satan will listen. Satan will leave. He will flee when you understand your identity, your approval from God, and then life will listen to you. Put put the version up there that says listen to him. It's not just here, but it's listen. Listen to him is the secret to this. So life must listen to us when we understand our identity and when we understand our affirmation or our approval, life will listen to you. Amen. Now, this is so critical for our emotional health and our emotional well-being. I need you to get a hold of this, folks. Disapproval and feeling that God doesn't approve of you is very unhealthy for your soul. It will make your soul sick. And then that will affect every other area of your life. We have to understand how important this is. Um, You must have your approval quotient met by God, not by your job or by other people liking you. Because the power of God flows when you understand your identity, son or daughter of God, your approval is from the father and your authority then flows out of that approval. Let me show you what I mean in um, by taking you over to Mark one, a very famous passage of scripture. So we're talking about 
I mean, we were just on the edge of Christmas and Christmas is the proof of God's love. God so loved the world that he gave, right? His only begotten son. All right, so Mark 1, Jesus, when, when Jesus came down, love came down to this earth, right? When Jesus came down, love came down. Mark chapter 1, verse 10, Jesus comes up out of the waters of baptism and then he hears a voice in, and the Spirit descends on him like a dove in verse 10, but in verse 11, then a voice came from heaven saying, you are my beloved son. And in the new and in the um, and in the, um, the the New Living Translation, he says, you are you, you you are my dearly loved son. And you bring me great joy. Now, can you imagine waking up every day and believing this? You can and you should. And until you do read it every day. Read this verse every day. You say, I just read my Bible every day. I, you know, what, what are you reading? Well, it's, it's this, you know, 19th. So I'm in Proverbs 19. That, that's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not where you're going to really grow and really become powerful. It's important to understand the book of Proverbs and read it and all, all of God's word. All scripture is inspired by God. Right. So so I'm not dismissive of any scripture. But if you want to walk in the power, you have to understand the things that shape the human soul. And this verse is what will shape your soul into conformity to a place of assurance and confidence so God's power can work through you and in your life. So a voice came from heaven saying, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. Now, in Christ, whatever God says to Jesus, he says to us, too. Right. So so you are my dearly loved son. You bring me great joy. So I want you to say this out loud. Say, I am God's dearly loved child and I bring him great joy. Now, you might think you might think, ah, but I really disappointed him. Start saying this every day and your life and your actions will begin to line up with this. You got to. But this God says this first in the beginning was the word. John 1 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In other words, when, if you want anything in your life that you don't have right now, if you want to be sure about anything that you're not sure about right now, Everything begins with the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the words with God. In the beginning was the word. In other words, there was no world created until the word of God came. And when God said, let there be light, that's when light started to manifest. That's when light showed up. That's when light came into being. It came into existence because God's word in the beginning was the word. What word was in the beginning? Let there be light. That's the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So if you if you're struggling with your identity, the, the healing begins with the word about your identity. That you are a son or daughter of God. Go to the scripture that talks about that and your faith will soar. And I mean, live here. I live in this verse. Somebody said, well, have you have you been reading Leviticus lately? No. I mean, I've, I've read it many times and I'll read it again, but that's not where my meditation is. It's, it's here. It's right here in Mark 1 11. If you could if you could master this verse, 
and truly get a hold of this, there'd be more power flowing from your life and you'd be walking in God's purpose. This is my dearly loved son. New Living Translation. You you are my dearly loved son. This is God speaking in first person to Jesus. You are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. Now, listen, where did this voice come from? Read the read the verse. Where did the, where did this voice come from? So the voice from heaven says, you are my dearly loved child and you bring me great joy. So when you hear a voice that says, oh, I don't know if you're really my child anymore or you really blew it there. So maybe you're not God's child or you don't really bring God joy. You bring God pain. You're a pain in his neck. Where is that voice from? That voice is from hell because the voice from heaven says, how do you know it's the voice from heaven? It's the voice of love. I don't listen to the other voices. I hear them. I hear a lot of them. I just heard one. I hear them all the time, but I don't listen to those other voices. I hear the voice of hell, but I don't listen to it because I don't believe that's the voice assigned to me. The voice assigned to me is the voice of heaven, the same voice that was assigned to Jesus. The same words that God said to Jesus, he says to you and me. Now, you're not going to hear this in religion. Religion doesn't teach this. Religion is all about what you have to do. You have to be a better neighbor. You have to be a better person. You have to do this more. You have to do that more. Don't you think if you woke up every day knowing, 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 same thing, <laughs> that you're dearly loved and you bring God great joy, don't you think you'll eventually be a better neighbor? Don't you think you'll be a better person? Doesn't the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself? So if you don't believe the love that God has for you, how are you ever going to love yourself? And if you can't love yourself, how can you love thy neighbor as thyself? You've got to learn to love thyself. You've got to love you some thyself. Because God loves you. And you bring him great joy. No, we don't bring God as much joy as Jesus did. That's a lie from the devil. You bring God great joy because your faith is in Jesus. Listen to what brings him joy. Your faith is in him. Jesus brought him joy because he was Jesus. You bring him joy because you're in Christ now. And as he is, so are we in this life. You've got to like re reconcile those those concepts. Woo. Now watch what happens and then we'll get get out of here and, you know, and, and, and get our portillos, right? Get your portillo on. Man, the sales went through the roof. They we, we need to get portillos to tithe off of last Sunday's profits because a bunch of people went there after church. All right. Um, how many had to pull over into parking space six? Uh, you have to get to get the go back and listen to that to understand what we mean. Um, OK, look at this now. Once Jesus heard the voice of God and listen, the voice of God begins with the voice of love. You, you will not hear 
correctly from God about anything until you first hear about his love for you. The voice of God begins with love. You are my dearly loved son. You bring me great joy. The voice of God begins with the voice of love. It's his acceptance, his approval in Christ. Got it? It's in Christ. Everybody say in Christ. Well, he loved you without Christ, but he sent you Jesus Christ because of his love. And now you're in him and now you are his dearly loved son. You were dearly loved by God, but you weren't his son or daughter. Before you got saved, God loved you, but you were going to hell. You were a child of the devil. God loved you, but you were a child of the devil. Now you're his dearly loved child with all the benefits of being a part of the family. Woo! So, so you, now, now watch, stay, stay with me. Keep these verses up, please. Mark 1, 11. Now look at verse 12. The very next thing that happens is the Spirit compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness. This, listen, you, you got to get a hold of this. Verse 11 came before verse 12. Love came, affirmation came, approval came, then Jesus was ready to go into the wilderness. He was empowered to make it through the wilderness because of the love of God. If you go into the wilderness without that approval, you're not going to be able to handle. Are you really the son of God? If you're really the son of God, then turn these stones into bread. You can't handle temptation when you're not certain about the love of the Father. So the Spirit compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness. Like He's giving us a pattern here. Here's how you get into your purpose. Is you, you are powered into your purpose through the love that the Father has for you. Now look, let me tell you something. Because a lot of people think they have the understanding of God's love. But the proof that you understand God's love is that you are walking in his purpose. Listen, I don't mean all of it, but I mean incremental, incrementally you are at you are further along in God's purpose because you are you're powered into it by God's love. And people say, oh, I know God loves me. I know God loves me. But, but what about this? And what about that? And well, I know God loves me. Blah, blah, blah. God loves me. God loves me. and has a wonderful plan for my life. And people actually mock God's love by minimizing it and diminishing it as something that is an elementary teaching that everybody already gets. No. I'm talking about something so deep that nobody can offend you because you're so convinced of God's love. Nobody can make you angry because you're so convinced of God's love. Nobody can rob you of joy because you're so convinced of God's love. That nobody can, 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 can make you feel small because you're convinced of God's love. And so when you get so touchy and fretful and resentful, that's because you're not sure about God's love. Go back to this verse. You're in the wilderness. What do you need to do? Um, go back. If you're in the wilderness, oh, I don't know what to do in the wilderness. Go back to verse 11. I'm his dearly loved son. I'm his dearly loved child. I bring him great joy. Now, okay, I'm ready to go into the wilderness now because uh, the wilderness is the place of testing. 
The wilderness is the place, dry times, dry seasons. You can't handle dry seasons. You can't handle dry seasons. <laughs> if you're not sure of God's love. And you'll go through a dry season and you'll immediately think, God's mad at me. God left me. Remember what I said to you last couple of weeks? The most important thing about you is what you believe when something bad happens. What you believe about God when something bad happens. So important. OK, so now watch this. So once at once the spirit sent him into the wilderness. My, here's my point. You can handle anything once you know you are loved. Notice, once Jesus heard the voice of God, the voice of love, he was empowered to handle temptation. Then in verse 14 and verse 15, later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. So now, look, Jesus knew what to say. He knew what to say. You're going to know what to say when you understand God's love. You're going to be able to handle temptation and you're going to know what to say. This is so important. Whenever you're in a situation, I think what we say has so much to do with whether it, whether we get in trouble or out of trouble, whether we have a good moment or a bad moment, what you say to your boss, what you say to a friend, what you say to yourself, what you say to your spouse, your words have power. You will not know what to say when you're when you're not convinced and assured of the love that God has for you. But when you when you when you're convinced of it, you're always going to know what to say. And it's going to be good news. Whew. Look at this. this. This is not just like coincidental that these things happen in this order. It's because this is how to step into God's purpose for your life. This is how to enter God's purpose for your life. Look at what happens next. Then verse 15, the time promised by God has come. Kingdom of heaven is near. Repent and believe the good news. Believe what? The good news or the gospel. What saves us is believing the gospel, believing what Jesus did for us. OK, then verse 16. Then one day Jesus is walking along the shore. Imagine this. He's just walking along the shore and he saw Simon and his brother throwing their net into the water and they were fisher, fishers, fishers. There were fishermen. Listen, what happens next is when you're when your head is convinced, when your heart, and mind and brain is convinced and saturated with the love of God, you're going to run into the right people. You're going to be delivered from the wrong people. He said, come follow me. He comes into contact with the right people. You know who to walk with when you know the love of God. You know who to walk with. You know who not to walk with. You hearing this? Then verse 22, he steps into the next part of his calling. Look at verse 22, Mark 1, 22. The people were amazed at his teaching for he taught with real authority. He taught with real authority not like the religious people. He taught with authority. He wasn't bringing religion. I believe God's purpose for our lives is that we speak with authority in a way that amazes. I don't mean speak with domination over people, but we speak with such authority. There is 
life is at your command. That there's confidence and assurance about what you're saying, and it brings assurance to people. That's talking with real authority. Well, man, we could just keep going here. I don't I, I, I'll give you one more. He, in verse 24, it says he came upon uh, this demon uh, possessed man. You can go back to the, the, the regular version of this um, in the New King James. And he says, uh, the demon said, let us alone. What do you have? What do we have to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? Uh, I know who you are, the Holy One of God, verse 25. And um, but Jesus rebuked him and said, shut up. Be quiet is the new King James version. Be quiet. I think the old King James version was shut up. Or, or one of those versions. That's the original Greek language is shut up and come out of him. You know, there needs to be more shut up, devil, in our day. There, there, there needs to be more shut up, devil, shut up, devil, shut up, devil, shut up, devil, shut up, devil. You'll, t you'll stop telling people to shut up when you start telling the devil to shut up. And verse 26, and he said, be quiet and come out of him. Verse 26 keep going. And it says, and when the unclean spirit had convulsed, cried out with a loud voice, he came out. Jesus stared down demons. Jesus, see, this is what brings you into God's purpose for your life is this identity, this approval and this authority. And it all starts with being able to hear the voice of God. Listen, you cannot walk in God's purpose until you learn to hear God's voice and God's voice from heaven always starts with love. It's the voice of love. It's the voice of love. Let's stand together. There's so much more, but we're we'll just stop right there.